Hello y'all, welcome to Keeping Open Mind with Samuel and on this episode we will be catching up on this weekend in football, some MLB offseason news and sad news in the hip-hop culture. But first, a word from our sponsor. Roman Marcel is a great up-and-coming fashion designer who has all types of clothing lines for both male and females with which ranges from shoes, joggers, sweatshirts, jeans, and many more. For more information, follow 4ZIR underscore Roman on Instagram or check out his website at Roman Marcel Yumped Fashion for more details. And now let's get back to the show. This weekend in football, we had Thursday night football against the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, everyone already knew this outcome. The San Francisco 49ers had most of the team injured, including the quarterback, three of the starting running backs, and half the defense. The game ended up being 34-17 at the end of the game. Rodgers had a decent little game, but honestly, there was no hope for the 49ers. I predicted that in my last episode, and that's what had happened. Now for the 12 o'clock games. I say 12 o'clock because I'm in Central Time, but for all your Eastern Coast people, it'll be 11 o'clock. But first, we got my Chicago Bears at the Tennessee Titans. Well, like the past three games, the Bears had no offense until late, and even then, that was a little bit too late. Foles had 335 yards with two tutties, but Montgomery only had 14 carries on 30 yards. But that's not really all Montgomery's fault. That's also because Chicago has no O-line. I mean, our defense came to play, but Mack, I mean, he only had two tackles and I think two QB hits, no sacks. Roquan had 11 tackles, a sack, two TFLs, and a QB hit. So Roquan's looking like a, a stud. But besides that, I mean, I can't say much about the Bears. I mean, we lost 24-17. I mean, we only lost by one possession, but we had we had no type of control in that game. There was no way we were going to win. And three-game lose streak doesn't look good. We started off 5-1. and one. Now we're only a game above 500. Still in second place, but with the Packers on fire lately, I mean, we'll probably be looking for a wild-card spot. On to the next game, we got the Denver Broncos versus the Atlanta Falcons. And this matchup, the Atlanta Falcons pick up the third victory in four games with a 34-27 victory over the Denver Broncos. With Gurley having 19 carries on 59 yards and a tutty, it's a shell of himself, but I guess he's still getting it done. And then we got Zach Zach. Curious, Zach Curious with four receptions, 103 yards, and a tutty. And then we also got Jerry Judy, seven receptions, 125 yards, and a tutty for the Broncos. Two young receivers on both teams making big plays in this game. And it looks like they're going to be a future cornerstone for both of these franchises. But can we just talk about the Falcons real quick? How you go from being one of the worst teams in the league to now actually being contention. Like, I still don't think they're in contention, but Matty Ice, that he might bring them somewhere. Next, we got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Buffalo Bills, which was a gunslinging showdown against Josh Allen and 
and MVP candidate Russell Wilson. Josh Allen threw for 415 yards, three tutties, and a pick. While Russell Wilson threw for 390 yards, two tutties, and two picks. I mean, the game ended up being in Buffalo's favor, 44-34. But Josh Allen looks like he can sling the ball as best as anyone. Especially against an MVP candidate like Russell Wilson. We got... The Baltimore Ravens beating the Indianapolis Colts 24-10. And all I have to say about that matchup is that Phillip Rivers is getting old. He only threw the ball for 227 yards, no touchdowns, and one pick. Lamar didn't look that good as a quarterback, but he looked pretty good as a running back. I mean, he had no touchdowns, no picks, but he did rush the ball in for one yard. I mean, for one touchdown. He did throw the ball 470 yards, but that's not going to be enough if you want to be a top contending quarterback. I mean, he's got the legs, but does he got the arm? I mean, last year he showed it. This year he's not really, so let's see what happens. Now, someone who we know has the arm, Patrick Mahomes. He threw the ball for 372 yards, four tutties, and zero picks. But his squad only beat the Carolina Panthers, the 3-5 Carolina Panthers, by two points, 33-31. And Teddy Bridgewater is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. He's fifth in the league in yards with 2,416 with 11 touchdowns and three picks. The 11-6 might not be that good, but he's throwing, he's slinging the rock. He's he's doing what he's got to do, but he also has no weapons. He's got Robbie Anderson and that's about it, honestly. Robbie Anderson is really his only option. I mean, he did get Christian McCaffrey back. So, I mean, all Mike Davis uh, owner owners in fantasy football, yeah, I must hate that. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's bad for the Panthers. Let's see if they can make a push. Probably not, though. Next matchup, we got an NFC North showdown between the Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. Which everyone thought the Lions had actually a good shot. But again, Stafford has no weapons. And then with no weapons, I mean, your defense has has to produce more. And I know that because I'm a Bears fan. But defense can't do it all. I mean, Cook just torched them again for the second straight game. He's gone for two, 22 carries, 206 yards in this game with two tutties. Last game, he had four tutties. Is he a MVP candidate? In my opinion, yes. He probably won't get it, though. MVP in the NFL is usually a quarterback award. Hopefully he gets it, but, I mean, it should be either Wilson or Mahomes. But, I mean, 34-20 victory for the Vikings. Vikings starting to look up? Not really. They both are just buying feeders in the NFC North. This NFC North will go to Green Bay with a wild card uh, to the Chicago Bears. Detroit just doesn't have enough weapons. Minnesota just doesn't doesn't have anything besides Cook. So I mean, they they need to trade Thielen for something. But the trade deadline's gone. So next season's them, right? <laughs> next game we got the Tank Bowl against the New York Giants versus the Washington Football Team. And I'm not gonna say much. Giants beat the football team 23-20. They both are horrible, and that's why it's a tank bowl. We got another tank bowl against the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And all I have to say is Watson led the team in rushing yards with 50 yards only, but he did throw the ball for 281 yards with only a tutty and no picks. That's the only bright side in this game. 
Another tank bowl, 27-25, Texans. Kind of saw that coming, but all of them are fighting for Trevor Lawrence. Besides the Texans, they're probably fighting for like an O-line or another receiver since they want to trade away Hopkins. That was horrible, but good job for the Cardinals for capitalizing because they're looking pretty good. Talking about the Cardinals, they had a battle against the Dolphins with Tua Murray dueling it out. 248 yards for Tua with two tutties and no picks. But then Murray comes back with 283 yards, three tutties and zero picks. He also had 11 carries for 106 yards and a tutty. I mean, it looked like with that stat line, Murray had it done with four total touchdowns. But actually, Tua Tagovailoa beat the Arizona Cardinals led the Kyler Murray led Arizona Cardinals 34 to 31. Now, did Miami find their future quarterback? Can they make a playoff push? In my opinion, they're probably not going to make a playoff push this year. The Buffalo Bills are just looking a little bit too strong for them. But who knows? Maybe they might sneak in as a wildcard team. But they did find their future quarterback. Everyone thought that he was going to be a bust. He only played a, a year, a year and a half, and then got hurt. But two was looking like a great pickup. So let, uh, let's see. Plus now, I mean... One team six and three. The other team is actually no. Both teams are five and three. My correction, y'all. But let, let's see. Go Cardinals, right? Hopkins going crazy this year. Next matchup, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Well, shoot, that's a bye week for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh goes to A and O in the on the year, being the Cowboys twenty four and nineteen. There was a fight though. I would say Juju caught a touchdown by Big Ben late in the third quarter. And then he went to go do the Terrell Owens celebration on the star. And one of the Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, one of the Cowboy players knocked the ball out of his hand. And that started a little scrummage. So that, so that was a little mini fight. It wasn't like the Javon Williams fight against uh, Garner Chauncey um, Johnson. But, I mean, it was still a little scrummage. Juju, he a little dog for that one. I'm not even going to lie. But the last matchup from the afternoon games, we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Two new teams in the new city. We got the Raiders coming up on top, 31-26. The Chargers didn't blow a lead this time, but Herbo did do pretty decent with 326 yards, two touchy, two tutties, and no picks. I will have to say the Chargers are looking real bad this year. They did find a quarterback though with Justin Herbert, but I mean, the Raiders. I mean, they're looking pretty serious this year. I mean, there's what are they, five and three. I mean, they do got past uh, the Mahomes-led Chiefs, but as a wild card team, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, let's just see what happens next week. And yeah, now. We're going to go on to Sunday Night Football against the Drew Brees-led Saints and the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers. This is going to be a great matchup. Let's see how this unfolds. Really? Really? 31-0 at the half? Wow. It ends in being a massacre. A 38-3 game for the Drew Brees-led Saints. What happened? What happened? Breezy didn't even throw the ball for that many yards. He had 226 
sorry, 222 yards on 26 to 32 completions with four tutties. He did have four tutties, but no picks. So it was a pretty good game, just not a lot of yards, a lot of checkdowns. They're both old now, but Brady, what happened? Threw the ball 22 for 38 times, 209 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. Breeze now leads Brady in all-time career touchdowns by, I want to say, five now. I mean, what happened in this game? Tyreek, Taysom Hill, my bad. I was about to say Tyreek Hill. Taysom Hill is a major weapon for the Saints. They kept the Buccaneers off balance. Anytime they wanted to throw some trickery in there, put Taysom in that quarterback, and they didn't know what to do. He could run the ball. He could pass the ball. He could be. He could catch the ball even. Like that man is a a Swiss Army knife. Like it's crazy. And now New Orleans takes control of the of first place with that major victory against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's just talk about Brady real quick. Brady, you have all these options. You had Antonio, you had Gronk, you have uh, Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones, you have Fournette. What happened? And you have a great defense. The defense didn't even show up. I mean, I guess they kind of did, but they were just kept on getting off balance with the Taysom Breeze um, switch-offs. Like, come on. That's crazy. Hopefully, Tampa Bay regroups themselves for next week, but New Orleans didn't even look that good against the Bears, and now against the Buccaneers, they look like Super Bowl contenders. I think they're fake Super Bowl contenders, but let's see what happens. Now, we got Monday Night Football against the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. You, every other year, this would be a great matchup. Well, not really a great match. It would be a blowout. But this year, it's two bottom feeders looking to gain an edge. We got the third place New England Patriots versus the undefeated the opposite way New York Jets. The Jets almost got their first victory in this game, leading in the fourth quarter until Adam Gate, Adam Gas, Gates, wherever I think it's Gas. Just for some reason, wanted Joe Flocker to throw deep. Um, first, that was the first play of the possession with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And he throws deep. And Flocker throws a pick. So it's basically like a free punt for the New England Patriots. After that, Newton, I mean, Newton barely did what he had to do. But he did what he had to do. And they kick a field goal. Got it to overtime. And then after that, I mean, the Jets didn't do anything. I mean, the Patriots just did enough to kick a field goal and win the game in OT, 30-27. to 27. All I have to say is fire Adam Gates. Sorry, Adam Gas. But that's all I have to say. Jets, your ass. New England, your ass. Newton, what happened to, to you? I mean... Yeah, I got the victory, but it was against the Jets. Is that really an accomplishment? Come on. That's crazy, though. I cannot believe it. Joe Flacco threw an interception, and it looked like a punt. Like, that had no chance of getting through. But, you know, Adam Gass is just stupid. Stupid. Crazy. Now, we're going to move on to the MLB offseason. They're watching... There wasn't much news, but, I mean, we do got major news coming out of Boston. Alex Cora is back from his one-year suspension and will be coaching the 
Boston Red Sox, he was infamously he was famously known as the coach of the Houston Astros in 2017 when that whole scandal happened with the uh, st- sign stealing. So he was suspended for a year. Um, the Red Sox fell f- from that. He was the coach for them in 2018. Um, actually, he was coached for them in 2019. And, and then he got suspended. The Red Sox got a new coach, finished last this year. I mean, the six-game season, but still finished last. So now they have Alex Korobak. They don't have Mookie, obviously. But, I mean, they have the old, old, old coach back. So let's see what happens. I mean, he should bring them back up to to relevancy. He should bring the ball club back, but probably won't do much. Third place is what I'm seeing the Red Sox being next year. But that's all I got to say on that subject. We do got two awards for the AO Rookie of the Year. The winner will be unanimous, unanimously Kyle Lewis, outfielder for the Seattle Mariners. Hit 11 homers, 28 RBIs, 34 walks, with splits of 262, 364, 437, and OPS of 801. Great year for Kyle, Kyle Lewis. Probably should get out of Seattle, but Seattle always be getting some good outfielders. I mean, Etro, one of the best outfielders of all time, one of the best international outfielders of all time. I mean, everyone thinks of him as a contact hitter, but Etro was a power hitter back in the day. In batting practice, I've heard him put on clinics. Crazy. Hopefully, Kyle Lewis can do the same for them, but has. But hopefully, he has more success. Would love to see him get a ring, something that Etro never got. But for the NL Rookie of the Year, it's actually a relief pitcher from the Milwaukee Brewers, Devin Williams, with a 4-1 record and a .33 ERA. A .33 ERA all year in his 27 innings of work gave up eight hits four runs but only one of those runs being earned and had a 53 to 9 strikeout to walk ratio that man was unstoppable that was like a josh hater season who knows he could be the next josh hater for the milwaukee brewers last in the list of the mlb offseason we have the Mets selling for $2.4 billion by Steve Cohen after 34 years with the Wilpon family. $2.4 billion. I mean, yeah, it's New York, but for a baseball club, that is amazing, amazing money. Like, the, the, most, the most money sold for a baseball club was actually $2 billion, not like two years ago by the Los Angeles Angels. And now it's been surpassed by the New York Mets at $2.4 billion. What the Wilpon family has done in 34 years was brought them to, let me see, to an 86 with the Bart, uh, I was about to say with the uh, Buckner incident, 2000 against the Yankees, which they lost. And after that, they haven't had a season where they've made, made it past the the CS series. So hopefully it's a better future for the New York Mets. But I mean, besides pitching, they don't really have anything else. So let's see what the draft does for them, right? Lastly, we had to pay our homage to um, the late great 
Rest in peace, King Vaughn. Chicago loses another rapper, so let's um, take a moment of silence real quick. Devon Bennett, a.k.a. King Vaughn, was shot down outside a club in Atlanta. He was under the record Empire with also notable artists 42 Doug, Young Dolph, the late XXXTentacion, and more. Songs we should run up for his memorial are Crazy Story 2.0 featuring Lil Durk, Whole Lotta featuring OTF, and also check out his new album he just released, Welcome to Old Block, featuring with features with Dirk, Moneybag, Polo G, and many more. Y'all gonna love that album. Sad that Chicago loses another rapper. Just crazy. This world needs to stop. Put the guns down. Like, if, like he didn't even have a gun. Like, come on. Like, he was. It was a fist fight. Who brings a gun to a fist fight? Like, you don't do that. Like, come on. Like, if you don't got the balls to fight, then don't fight. And if you got a pull on you, you gotta shoot someone who's unarmed. And uh, yeah, his entourage was ar- was armed. But come on. Like, he wasn't armed. He wasn't shooting. He was fighting. Like, if you gotta shoot during your fight, you're a big. Like, come on. Like, it's just sad news. Put the guns down. Y'all have a wonderful, beautiful rest of y'all day. Stay safe and see y'all in the next episode of Keeping Open Mind with Samuel.